Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. Hello, hello, hello. Now, so this week, I want to do something a little different. I'm going to go solo, and I want to take this opportunity to reflect a little on the events of the last week or so, and a lesson that I think we should all remember. So like so many of us, I was obsessed with the election in the days leading up to and the week after. And if the truth be told, I think I'm still pretty obsessed with the whole thing. Between my overconsumption of news and dealing with the recent passing of my mom, only the absolute minimum has gotten done. But that doesn't mean that I have not done a lot of thinking. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know that each week, each episode, I end my podcast with this sentence. Whatever got you to where you are is not enough to keep you there. Now, I I can't begin to tell you where I first heard that, only that it's something that stuck with me over the years. And it's something that I have seen played out in my own life. Every time I have gotten a big win or a new position, The first thing I do is remember the wise words that were traditionally given when I was at CBS and you got promotion, which was don't, and my my apologies to those of you who don't like curse words, but the exact words were don't fuck it up. And then after taking some time to allow myself to the, the, the joy and the elation that comes with that feeling of accomplishment when you, when something big happens, I pause And I remember that what got me to this place will not be enough to keep me there. There is more to learn, more to do, so that I can continue to grow myself, grow into the position, and move forward. When I first started teaching digital marketing at NYU way back in 2013, I didn't say, well, I must know everything there is to know about digital marketing and stop learning. If I had done that, it's highly likely I would not still be teaching there. And I've been thinking about this a lot as I digest the news that Joe Biden is president-elect, and on January 20th, 2021, he will be inaugurated the 46th president of the United States. I got to exhale on that one again. (laughs) Now, while I was not one of the people dancing in the streets, I was dancing in my apartment, not to mention crying buckets of tears of joy. I just felt so relieved that we don't have to endure four more years of the darkness, the lack of empathy, the lack of kindness that has permeated the Trump administration. I was just, I was overjoyed that for a change, the good, the decent guy won. So much so that I had to remind myself that not only did that happen, but Kamala Harris will be the first ever woman elected vice president. And she's a person of color and the daughter of immigrants. If that's not the realization of the American dream, I don't know what is. Now, of course, if you've been paying attention, the current president has no intentions of going quietly, and he's enlisted his team of lawyers in a series of lawsuits claiming unsubstantiated fraud. According to their logic, a vote is only legal if you voted for Trump. A state is only counting properly if it went to Trump or looks like he'll win. 
But I, I don't want to waste my time giving that too much attention. There is no evidence of fraud. Joe Biden won. End of story. But here's the thing I do want to talk about. If Donald Trump had taken a moment to realize four years ago that whatever perfect storm had gotten him elected was not enough to keep him there, he, he might have won this election. Instead of taking a good hard look when he was elected in 2016 at the fact that three million more U.S. citizens did not want him in office than did, and that it was only a razor-thin margin that won him the Electoral College, he tried to convince us that those three million votes were all illegal. He did not spend one minute trying to figure out how he could win over the half of the country that didn't vote for him. The supposedly savvy marketer did the exact opposite. He made them hate him even more. Now, I, I remember distinctly when he won, and I had two good friends assuring me, trying to pick me up off the floor, that it wouldn't be as bad as I thought, that he would rise to the occasion and the whole family, that the whole family was liberals, blah, 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 blah. And, and even though I didn't believe them, after all, I was the one who had lived in the same city as him for the last two decades, and I knew the scams and the reality of who he was as opposed to the reality star. I did give him a moment. In fact, I probably gave him more than one moment. Maybe he did understand the lesson that whatever got him to this point would not be enough to keep him there, and he would rise to the occasion. I, I think it lasted two weeks before the insanity started. And in the end, I was the one who was right and my friends wrong. And trust me when I say I so wanted to be wrong. But my point is, is that from the very beginning, he didn't attempt to understand the intricacies of the job or listen to the experts. He thought he knew everything, and he thought he knew better than everyone else. And his story is really not unique in that many people who find themselves put in positions of power think that by virtue of holding the position, some magical fairy dust has been sprinkled over them, and they're suddenly endowed with superpowers. That's not reality. And because he didn't even try, eventually he ignored a deadly virus that would soon become a pandemic, one that has already claimed the lives of over 240,000 Americans, and as of this recording, is continuing to spike as we enter what just might be a very dangerous third wave. Instead of addressing it in a responsible manner, had he done that, he would have likely ensured his reelection. But he didn't. He continued to ride on the fumes of that perfect storm that made him president, never occurring to him that whatever got him to where he was would not be enough to keep him there. And now we have Joe Biden, arguably the polar opposite of Trump, a man of great character who has been of service to this country for over 47 years, made several stabs to get nominated for president, and has suffered great personal loss. I mean, losing your, his young wife and daughter in a tragic car accident when the first time he got elected senator, and then his beloved vote to cancer. But he never gave up, and instead he trusted his faith in the process. He can actually admit when he made a mistake, how refreshing and how human is that. And he learned what he needed to from the lessons he was given so that he could move forward. But here's the thing, Joe's no different than the rest of us in that whatever got him to this moment of becoming the 46th president of the United States will not be enough to keep him there or to be successful in that position. But from what I've seen in the past, I have no doubt that Joe knows that. 
he's learned the lesson, and that's a good thing for us and for the country. Now let's think about Kamala. Kamala Harris, a woman, the daughter of immigrants, and a person of color, has done more than crack the glass ceiling as our next vice president. There is glass all over the floor, and it feels damn good. But again, that's not enough to keep her there. And like all women who have advanced their careers, trust me, as someone who has been there, she knows it. She learned it from the start. It's a rare woman who has achieved in her life that it has come easily to, even more so for a woman of color. So again, this is also true of the rest of us. Whatever got us to where we are is not enough to keep us there. All of the people who helped to get these two elected at the grassroots level, who volunteered, who made phone calls, who wrote postcards, donated money, and most importantly, voted. All of that hard work has paid off. And in this moment, there is elation, there is joy, and it feels great. And I say revel in it for a bit. But not too long that you forget there is so much work yet to be done to get this country back on track. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cannot do it without us doing our part. President-elect Joe Biden is walking into a mess. The coronavirus did not magically go away on election day as he predicted, as Trump predicted. It is alive and continuing to rage with new cases spiking to new highs every day. The economy is shaky. Millions are without jobs. Many may be without health care, depending on how the Supreme Court rules this month. Systemic racism is real, and so is climate change. It's so hard to rank them in order of importance. Each one is so critical to our futures. But what I believe is at the top of the list is healing this nation from the terrible divides that exist and that Trump lit a fire under. And that's not going to be easy. I supported the Biden-Harris ticket, but I know that the pair do not come with magic wands and fairy dust that will fix everything overnight. We live in a world of instant gratification where we have come to expect quick fixes, and there is no quick fix here. For me, one of the most upsetting things in this election is that 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. 70 million were willing to ignore his hateful rhetoric, the separation of children from their parents at the border, his outright misogyny, overt racism, and the daily barrage of lies. Over 22,000 lies or misleading statements in the last four years to date, according to the Washington Post fact checker. So people were able to ignore all this and and say, yeah, I'm willing to give him a second term. So those people are not happy, and they're going to be hypercritical of every move Joe Biden makes. I don't know how Biden's going to begin to bridge that divide, but I do know that he knows it exists and does not like it, and that he will not continue to inflame it as we continue to see Trump do. Joe Biden will work to begin a conversation and he has the skills to do so. His character, his empathy, his reputation for compromise and working together, that's a big part of what got him into this office. It's a big part of what got him the nomination on the Democratic Party. But that alone is not enough to keep him there. And I know for sure he cannot do it alone. We all have to be in this together. What got us to this moment of joy and hope that the hatred, the vitriol, the lies and the misinformation of the last four years can be put behind us is not enough to keep us there. Joe Biden has stated he is a proud Democrat, but he intends to be a president for all people. 
there is a lot of work to be done to open that conversation with those who are steeped in Trumpism. But I believe he and Kamala up to the task. We can only hope the other side is open to listening. You know, when I teach marketing, I like to talk about how all the processes are all circular. There's no real end game. Whether you reach your goals or not, you always look at the data from the results and you learn from it and with the intent that you're going to improve upon that moving forward. I mean, we talk about that as a marketing principle, but it's really a life lesson. And that's where I think we all are right now. If there is anything to be learned from the darkness in the last four years, it's that democracy is not a spectator sport. And too many of us have been treating it as such. Just because we're a democracy does not mean it runs on autopilot. It does not survive if we as individuals do not partake in the process. That means paying attention, doing your homework to stay informed, choosing what I like to call a healthy dose of skepticism over cynicism, and learning to distinguish between facts and conspiracy theories, listening, being empathetic, and always, always, always voting. So that's all I have for today on my very first solo episode. We'll see whether I do this again. I'm planning on doing some more solos. Um, so I'd love some feedback as to that. Um, feel free to send me a note or write something in the comments section. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. This show would not be possible without my incredible creative and production team, Nadi, Cherry, Anthony, and Wa. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetumbrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there. <laughs>